of Matt and Brett Love Comics. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, right next, right across from me is my co-host, Matt Little. Hey, everybody. How's everyone doing? Yay. Don't answer that, because I can't hear you. Yeah, but but leave us comments. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, and to my right is Nicole Dressel. Back again. Back in the saddle again. Hi. <laughs> I love how you just immediately undercut any introduction we do with, like, yeah. the pregnant pause and then... Small word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then to my left is a writer extraordinaire at the UCB Theater. Uh, if you've seen Family ever uh, at Liquid Courage, which they now host, or at Mod Night, you will recognize Kathy Salerno. Hey! hey! Hello. Hello, Internet. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Internet. Uh, is this your first podcast? Uh, No. <clears throat> I I told a story on Kevin Allison's Risk podcast. Oh, oh fantastic! Months ago, yeah, no, a long time ago, like like eight months ago. That was nominated for an ECNY, right? It was. Well, that's the thing, right? Yeah, it used to yeah. be. Mm-hmm. It okay. used to be a thing. Oh, is it not oh, anymore? It's not a thing anymore? No, it wasn't a thing this year. Oh, I didn't know what that. Happened? Yeah, I don't know. I thought oh. I voted. No, <laughs> you well, might have voted well, for the Indies. Yeah, online. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just vote for things. The how you're on family. You're a writer. Mm-hmm. How is how is that going? I'm also a writer on a team. So Which I family, by the way, is a sketch group at yeah, UCB yeah, Theater. Yeah. We should point that out. Yes. UCB Theater in New York. Um, I love it. I think it's great. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's it's cool. Um, to be, like, sanctioned in any way, to, like, do your work. Yeah. Because yeah. as soon as you get on the team, they, like, stamp you. <laughs> it's, like, official grade A. That yeah, was yeah. awful. Well, that more was... so just to have, like, uh, an arena. I mean, I'm a person who's... Uh, I was just going to say the most pretentious thing. I'm a person who creates my own arenas. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, no, but, I mean, I've, I've been doing, like, sketch for a long time, um, but it's nice when someone is like, okay, you can do that in our theater, versus, like, can I do this? So what, what, is yeah. your, what is your history of writing sketch? Um, um, take, us, take us through the Kathy Salerno um, story. I'll, I'll, I'll what is the Kathy Salerno story called first, <laughs> if uh, it was a movie on Lifetime, and then continue through? Um, hot Dog in It? Hot dogging it. <laughs> I love it. I just it. think that's weird. Sunday at eight. Yeah. On lifetime. No, uh, I uh, I went to graduate. Well, what happened was I, I graduated from college and I was like, oh, I I want to write. Uh, but then I was like, no, I want to go to grad school instead. So had I, you written anything in college? Yeah. Well, I I was like a creative writing major, so I wrote like fiction oh, um, wow. and like English. You know, I was an English major. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go to school? Bard. College. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. New York. <laughs> Go Raptors. That's a joke. If you've seen, if you've seen their sports teams. Anyway, the point is, I was on one, so I know. Um, so yeah, and so then I instead I went to school for speech therapy. So now I'm a speech therapist, which is my day job. But um, about 2006, 2007, I was like, nope, I I actually want to like write. So I started taking classes around the city, and um, I ended up being introduced to Emily Altman, who's a writer oh, yeah. at Manassas. Yeah. And um, we're best friends now. Cool. <laughs> but uh, so we kind of wrote together for a while on a sketch group, an independent sketch group called Gentleman, Gentleman Caller. Oh, uh, I've heard of it. And yeah, we like it. did stuff at the pit uh, yeah. and, you know, like the creek and stuff. And then, um, you know, in the course of the last few years, we both like really kind of committed to doing it. And so Emily got on a team and then I was put on family like eight months ago. Yeah. Um, 
and I also do like improv and and I tell stories. <laughs> so that's kind of <laughs> and my uh, thing. you also do a web series. We've done two mm. episodes of Watching Downton. Yes, which <laughs> I, I wanted to look up the YouTube views, but it has like a lot of views. Yeah, I haven't looked recently. Um, but yeah, it's probably like combined. It's maybe like seventy thousand. Yeah. I don't know though. That's that awesome. Could be yeah. And tying it into comic books, uh, Scott Snyder, who writes Batman right now, actually tweeted out a link like, "Hey, this is me when I watch what when I watch Downton Abbey." That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Emily told me that, and I was like, "I don't know who that is." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, that was like me. I'll get into how. I yeah. already started to talk about how I'm like, good, I don't know yeah. a lot about comics. So, you already have something me and Matt are desperately seeking, which is the <laughs> approval of a professional comic book writer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's all the more infuriating because I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he, he is only one of the best writers working right now, okay? Yeah. Severed, Swamp Thing, Batman, American Vampire. Nicole would be interested in that because it's vampires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, hates me. She, she just wants to start talking about the racism in this yeah. storyline. Uh, it's my favorite thing. Uh, but yeah, today we are going to be talking about uh, New Mutants number 18 through 21, uh, commonly referred to as the Demon Bear Saga. Yeah. Well, that was more cougar than bear, I guess. Yeah, but it probably sounds like <laughs> uh, As well as the Coda, which is Slumber Party. Uh, yeah. Which I had to include because I think it's just good 80s fun. Uh, a little bit of history about New Mutants 18 through 21. I think we've already discussed... The very first book club episode we did was X-Force, which is my favorite thing of all time, which is the book that New Mutants eventually transitions into. It was New Mutants of the 80s, X-Force in the 90s. Yeah, uh, New, Mutants, New Mutants was the first ever spinoff yeah. book of the X-Men. This yeah. was the very first one. They had never had a secondary X-Men book before this. And that's why it's called New Mutants. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a play. When, when Stan Lee created the X-Men in the 60s, he wanted to call the book The Mutants! But <laughs> no one was like, no one's going to know what that is. Everybody will know yeah. it's The Mutants. Yeah. So when they did this, it was like, well, we'll call them The New Mutants. And that's also exactly what they are. They're just a bunch of new mutants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I so, love, too, that that's how they always refer to themselves, yeah. too. They never gave themselves, like, actual, like, you know, we're, we're Professor Jackson or some weird... Why would they call that, themselves Professor Jackson? I don't know. I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking like how a comedy group names yeah, themselves, exactly, yeah. you know. You know like we're the jerk-off police, yeah. and we're here to <laughs> save the day. It. If they let's refer to the New Mutants as the Jerkoff Police for the rest of the season. Yeah, and let's really earn that explicit rating on iTunes. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> context of issues eighteen through twenty-one. Eighteen marks one of the biggest, most shocking stylistic changes I've ever seen in a comic book. Oh because yeah. Issues one through seventeen of New Mutants is very, very cookie cutter, very safe, uh, average art. I yeah. mean, people love Sal Buscema, I think. Yeah, yeah. Bob McCloud. Like, they're yeah. good, but they're very classic. They look like 1960s mm-hmm. comic artists. They look very much... Like, the book looks like a typical late 70s, early 80s yeah. action comic book. And if you even look at issue, the cover to issue 17, which is a June Brigman cover... Yeah. It's just a very basic cover, and then contrast that to issue 18... Which... Uh, Bill Sinkevich, which is how you pronounce his name, yes. is Sinkevich, which I learned when I worked at Wizard, because that was like one of the first things, like, how do you pronounce this guy's last name? Because it is 
Sienki Wink is, I think, how I pronounced it when I was like a little kid. <laughs> Sinky Wink? Yeah. Because it's like a game. Yeah, Sinky Wink. That sounds like toys you'd play with in the bathtub. Yeah, Get exactly. your Sinky yeah. Winks. Yeah. <laughs> but his art, he was he was drawing Moon Knight at the time, right? And yes. And they, they were like, let's take you from this adult very gritty, horrific crime book and put you on a book starring teenagers. Yeah. Which is why 18 through 21 is a big change. It's because it went from just looking like... I guess it's... I'm trying to think of, like, a good director analogy or metaphor. Like, it goes from, like, being directed by John Hughes to Darren Aronofsky or something. David Lynch. Yeah. He's like, very goes, Lynchian. That's yeah. what I always think whenever I see his art. So that's why 18 through 21 are very... Uh, I think in the grand scheme of comic books, important because it's like the time is really when the New Mutants like stepped up their game and became more individual. Like I feel like in the eighties, people were like, "Gotta check out New Mutants, man! There's crazy shit going on." In this yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Uh, which is where we are now. So um, uh, Nicole already has brought up some issues that she has. Uh, I guess we can like start with overall impressions. Of things, you can go through your. You can use oh, an outline. Can, oh, we have an outline this week. Yeah, yeah, we got we got organized. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. also gonna see. Can does somebody have a clock? I want to see how far into the episode I can go before I say that I'm abstract. I'm offended by some kind of abstract, socially inappropriate concept. I think you probably you already did mention racism already once. But we weren't technically going. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I racism that's fair. before the clock was ticking. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Okay, great. Uh, well, Kathy, uh, what is your background with comic books? Um, Let's get into that. Yeah. Okay, I, well, uh, I was about to come in here and be like, I'm an idiot, but my therapist said I have to use impeccable language about myself for this week. <laughs> so, um, I, I don't, I don't like, um, like action and superhero comics. Yeah. Like, rather, that's, Spoiler alert, uh, I felt that way more strongly before uh, reading these. But that wasn't, like, so I really don't have anything, any knowledge beyond the basic, like, Spider-Man, Superman. Yeah. Like, you know, like that kind of uh, knowledge. Like, I don't, I never read, um, like, superhero or action comics. Like, I've seen the X-Men movies, but that's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, but, but, a cool thing about me (laughs) The coolest thing. Yeah. Is that couple language. Right. Yeah, I'm really cool. Um, I'm a great, important being. Um, I, when I was a kid... Well, you make your own arenas. Right. I, well, I do. I'm an exciting person. Um, when I was a teenager, there was a, a comic book store called the Dragon's Den. Love it already. Uh, that sounds great. Because yeah. I'm from Westchester. Oh! I'm from Eastchester. Okay. It doesn't make any sense. I grew up in, I grew up in Rockland. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, so I was already like snicker, snicker when I was reading it because I was like, hmm, Westchester. Um, because <laughs> it's so funny to me that it's like a real place. Yeah. Um, but there was this comic book store and, and like video game store called the Dragon's Den and we would go in there sometimes because there was a Japanese store nearby called Meijia and I like really liked their pencils. So I was like, oh, what's this place? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah. All the background. So I, once I was in there, I saw like, you know, like EC Comics, the like Tales from the Crypt and oh, yeah. of Heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the old EC stuff. Yeah, I was way into Ah. those. Like, I don't have a working knowledge of, like, the artists, really, or people who wrote it, but I just loved, like, because I like horror a lot, Mm -hmm. um... So those I would buy like religiously. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually didn't save any of mine, which I'm like, I don't know why I didn't save them. But, um... So that's like probably my only experience with 
real comic books that you yeah. actually look at yeah. um, would be like old DC like horror comics. Well, that, that's kind of serendipitous. That's yeah. Because I feel like Demon Bear is widely considered to be one of the most semi-horrific of superhero stories. Mm-hmm. I know, like you, Matt said, when I pitched this, that it was like, it gave you nightmares as a kid, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, uh, New Mutants itself, like the book and, and this, this storyline gave me nightmares when I was a child, just... Because of, first off, the art. Oh my god, the art uh, is... uh, Well, let me ask you that. Like, Mm -hmm. I I already know how I feel about it, and most comic geeks feel the same way about Sienkiewicz's art, but as a horror fan... Uh, what did what did what did you think about the visual representation of this uh, story? Um, well, the, yeah. it's funny because that actually um, one of my favorite. Brett is holding up an image yeah. of Danny facing the bear. Yeah, it's um, from issue eighteen, towards the end, when she's finally gone out to face the demon bear, and it's like hulking over her, and there's no words on it. It's just this great image. Yeah. I I thought it's funny that you say that because I I started reading even from the first. Um, Oh, the first page. This, I thought, was, like, incredible. Oh, yeah. Record. Like, yeah. I was like, whoa, comics are cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is, that, that first page of issue 18 is such, like, a uh, uh, sort of throwing down the gauntlet of yeah. this is completely different from every single piece of art that you've seen in this book for the yeah. last year and a half. It's very, like, textured. Like, yeah. I, I just thought, I, I personally, what's funny is that I tended to not like when I was reading like horror comics. I tended to not like the more graphic uh, um, style of uh, art. I liked the like more like um, 50s, 60s Superman style, like more simple art. Yeah. Like I thought yeah. that was really cool because it really contrasted with like the horrific oh, yeah, nature yeah. of the stories. Yep. But in this, I was like, I thought the art was incredible. Like I was really blown away by how like abstract it was. Like. I'm so used to expecting, like, comics to be, like, very straightforward panels. Maybe also because of graphic novels nowadays, Uh also. Um, So I thought it was... I thought it was awesome. And I I thought it was... uh, There were a few... um, Especially, like, uh, all the scenes with Danny and the, like, the bear, I thought were, like, incredible. And, and, yeah, scary. Like, they were, were, like, beautifully done and just scary, too. So the plot of uh, of the demon bear arc is basically it starts off with Danny Moonstar has been haunted by this demon bear uh, because Danny Moonstar is a Native American. She is Cheyenne. Yes. Cheyenne that's, that's, the, that's how you pronounce it, right? Cheyenne, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there were two individuals in my high school both named Cheyenne, a guy and a girl oh. in different grades. So that's how I learned how to pronounce that. Nice. Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> Tennessee, guys. Uh, and so she is having recurring nightmares about this demon bear that has been plaguing her since it murdered her parents. And so issue 18 is basically her like running danger room scenarios of like fighting the bear and then eventually at the very end facing the bear in the wilderness in a pretty grisly battle where she like jams an arrow in its mouth yeah. until it finally um, mauls her and the very last page is the her teammates finding her bloody I really snow. I really love the restraint there too of not actually showing the bear retaliating against her and only yeah. seeing the aftermath of mm-hmm. it because it just it leaves so much more to the imagination of like it it gives a lot more power to the bear itself as yeah. a villain to not see how powerful it is and actually see Danny you know, violently attack this bear and, and, you know, come at the bear with all of her own offense. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, too, the other thing that really surprised me about that, 
uh, about that fight is the lack of speech. This may be the most restrained yeah. Chris uh, Claremont yes. script you might have I've noticed. ever read. Yeah. You might have noticed, Nicole. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I don't know what, because I've only read uh, the Dark Phoenix saga, which I loved. Yeah. And I think because I loved it, and that was the first thing I'd ever read, the first X-Men I'd ever read, I just kind of was like, oh, this is great. I love everything about this. And then having read more and going back... I was just like, oh my god, stop. Stop with the bubbles. Yeah. The thought bubbles. <laughs> and the speech bubbles. And the Narration. yellow blocks of text. Yeah. And, oh yeah. He really hammers just, in yeah. all the points. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh yeah. But we'll get to it as we come through it. But I was just like, yeah, yeah, no, no, Cannibal, tell us one more time that you can't get hurt while you're blasting. Yeah, one more time, that's true. Yeah. Uh, the, also, one of the things that I, as soon as I... I sent out the email, like, I we had Kathy on the show, and I, like, sent out the email about like, what we were reading, and then I started reading the issue myself, and I was like, I came across, issue 18 is incredibly confusing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As yeah. I did not notice yeah. <laughs> until I saw, uh, it has an inexplicable cameo by Rachel Summers. At the very beginning, the very, very beginning, beginning of the story. The very yeah. first couple pages is a flashback of a character who is from the future. So it's her past, yep. but the current storyline's future. Yes. And it's of Professor X getting a very well shocking, uh, very great art piece of him getting assassinated. Like double page spread, big yep. glam. Yep. yep. Really eye-catching. Has nothing to do with the nope. story. Yeah, Has yeah. nothing to do yeah. with anything that will happen in New Mutants. Oh, and by <laughs> and, the way... And, with... and Chris Claremont, who loves telling you everything... Does not feel the need to tell you that yeah. we're moving through time. Yeah. Not at all. Doesn't, not interested at all. That's true. That character, that was like one of the character's first appearances, so yeah. no one had any idea really? yeah. what this character's oh. deal was at that yeah. point. Uh, and also, it's also very unfortunate that she has the exact same character design as Rain Sinclair, because mm-hmm. they are both frail, pale women with short, short Annie Lennox red hair. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh, these are the same person. It's like, no, they look the exact same. Yeah. They are not. And it's... It, you have to make sure that you don't think they're the same person because then it's infinitely confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was... Nicole asked me, like, what, like yesterday this morning... Yeah, because like, I, re- I read your... I, I knew from your email it was like, there's something weird. And then I was like, I'm not going to read Brett's email. I'm just going to start reading the comic book. <laughs> and then I did that, and I was like, what's happening? Oh, <laughs> I don't understand anything. Email. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and also... Um, I think uh, we've already talked about all that. Uh, in issue 19, they take her to the emergency room, which brought up a really weird point that I thought was kind of out of place of, like, the doctors have no hope for her whatsoever and make a point to keep saying, like, is it even worth saving her life if she's got... It's like, what? That yeah. was, that's true. There, It's funny because they're, you see what they say to them, like, you know, it's it's really bad. Like, yeah. don't have... Don't hold out hope or what they, they they use like doctor language when they're talking to them but then you hear their monologues like yeah. during the surgery that's like why even bother yes. it's like, I'm what? so tired maybe yeah. we should just let her go yeah. it's like do doctors really feel this way is this a- they're, they're either talking about letting their patients die or who they're banging yeah my only two operating room uh, knowledge knowledge of conversations is this or Grey's Anatomy so yeah. those are the only yeah. two things that they apparently I really watch Chicago Hope Oh, okay. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't because they said an S word on CBS. Oh, they did? Mark Harmon. It was a big deal. Uh, The other thing that I really like about, I guess this is a more broad term that we can discuss. 
are the relationships and friendships that I feel Chris Claremont loves writing. He loves writing how people feel about other people on the team. Like yeah. He, yes, yes. Which you I know, think is really fascinating. There was, there was a point where uh, where Magic actually says something about... Or Ileana. Oh, or, yeah. Okay. That's, also, actually, yeah. <laughs> that's actually uh, in Slumber Party. We'll, yeah, yeah. But should I bring that up now or should we talk? Of the uh, Kitty Pride stuff? Yeah, when she oh, actually said yeah. she's my best friend and then immediately thinks, I wonder if I'm hers. That's actually, that's also in issue 18, I think. Oh, Is yeah. like, Well, because I think Danny and Ileon are having a conversation. Yeah. And Kitty yeah. Pride comes up. And I think Danny Moonstar says to herself, like, I wonder if Ileon and I are as close as she is with Kitty mm, or something yeah. to that effect. I, yeah. I, I like yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah. I really yeah. like, because <laughs> it's that sort of stray thought, especially yeah. in, in issue 21 when, when Magic is, like, under attack and she's thinking that at the same time. It's like, if you're ever in a situation where you're trying to think really fast and you're doing something quickly, like... Shit like that will, at least yeah. for me, will pop into my head. And I'm yeah. like, ah, ah. And I feel like when I first read it, I, I, I hung on that line in issue 21 a lot. Because I was like, that's out of, come on, Chris Claremont, focus, like streamline. But then yeah. when you think about it more, it's like, well, that is actually how thoughts happen. Like, yeah. Like, the, like times when you're like letting your mind wander and you'll end up thinking about, like, why am I thinking about, like something like a Happy Days episode. How did I get to this? Like, yes. Like, you black yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it was a conversation I had with my mother. Like, how did this happen? Of course. Uh, so I really, and I really love, so I feel like a lot of superhero writers and superhero comic books get really hung up on, oh, yeah, of course they're all friends. They're all fighting on the same team. They're friends. We don't have to talk about right. it. Yeah. Whereas Chris Claremont, like, really goes through the trouble of showing, like, Cannibal has a crush on Amara, and Wolf's uh, Rain has, like, so much big sister love for Danny, but also is freaked the fuck out by Eliana. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really think that's an interesting, uh, like a good, like a blah, blah, blah. I talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's me interesting too. to me, and I didn't even realize this uh, until that last issue, was that this is, um, and, and I would love to hear your opinions of this, uh, this is primarily an all-female superhero team. There are yeah. only two, two guys. guys on the team up until that last issue there, when they bring in uh, Doug Ramsey, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't know. I like, I like that dynamic, and I like that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm always looking for more, you know, female, not female empowerment. That's a terrible way to say it. But um, <laughs> I just, uh, I, I like, I like the fact that it's not a big deal. Yeah. in this book because I feel like so many other books they would make sure that they go out of their way to constantly remind you the same way that Cannonball will remind you how he blasts that <laughs> we're all women yeah. yeah yeah that's interesting I I didn't even notice it until yeah. which I think Professor is a good X thing. brings it up right yeah I mean, like, yeah. issue 21 he says Bobby and Sam have grown very close and right. said the only two boys in the academy oh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah which is also crazy because at this point, there's already been another girl, Karma, who was an original member, is already gone. Like, there's already been another female cast oh, member right. who's already left the team. Yeah. Like, he was very... Chris Claremont loves his strong women. Right. Oh, yeah. He loves writing, like, his yes. his term, strong women. Are these women strong? Yeah. I think so. I yes. mean, I don't know. It's hard. I feel like people bring a lot of knowledge of comics to a discussion like this. Like, I don't have really the the... I think the like best knowledge of like what came before. Yeah, but I, I mean, to me, it was just like women fighting. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't even notice it, which I think I is actually, a good yeah, thing. I didn't yeah. even until he pointed it out. And I think <clears> part <throat> of and when he did point it out, though, it reminded me most of my other like teenage superhero 
comic book experiences, Runaways, which is also mostly yeah. female group. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, I guess in Marvel, women just progress faster than men into their powers. Yeah. Um, ah, like in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in real life, yeah. exactly. <laughs> women yeah. mature faster, so. Right, yeah. Um, yes, but of course, every other female teenager featured, especially in issue number 21, is terrible. So it kind of evens out. Like, they're, yeah. oh, they're monsters. Yeah. Yeah, they're monsters. Yeah. That's totally the uh, tiny girls from Westchester, are those similar yeah. to ones yeah, I was going to ask, were you, were you two at that slumber party? Yeah. Were you, I, if you lived close enough? I. What's weird is that I, like, I, I mean, I think they were just, like, typical teenagers, but it's funny because I was, like, the idea of people, like, the, like, the way it's presented where they're, like, that's that weird school. Like, yeah. let's yeah. go to the slumber party there now. Like, how did yeah. they get invited? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was how weird. do they even know them? Because the new mutants don't do anything except train and fight. So I don't. I can't imagine. Is that a thing? Like, do pri- do people who go to private schools go into town to socialize and just make friends randomly at like the soda shop and the skate rink? Like, is that a no, thing? No, because you're like brought out in group. You can't just roam around in yeah. the town outside. Like, yeah. I, I feel like. Maybe I'm thinking of Asylum. I'm thinking of Girl Interrupted. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally, literally was. Uh, like flashing back to the part where they go to the ice cream shop in my mind. Yeah. Guys, I'm like, always thinking about that. I mean, I'm fine with jumping ahead because I want to know, how do they even invite anyone to this slumber party? Like, do they post a sign, uh, like a like a post-it, like a bulletin yeah, board? Yeah, I was like, curious about that, party. too. I, did, I, I felt like he was, like, Chris Claremont was lazy in his party planning exploration. Yeah. I did. I'll just yeah. say it. I'll yeah. say it. I think yeah. he really cut corners in explaining how they yeah. planned the party, and I thought the comic book was weaker. You for know it. why these kids are terrible? <laughs> you know why weaker. these kids are terrible? <laughs> Uh, two theories, one real, one fake. Uh, the the fake one is that these <laughs> they didn't know any other kids, so they just asked all these doctors that were already terrible people right. if their kids could yeah. come <laughs> to the slumber party. So the kids are just as bad as the doctors. Right. We shouldn't even save her. It's not even worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so when they Wait, what's they, the real theory? Oh, my real theory with those kids being terrible is that Chris Claremont was trying to display that not only are these oh. children gifted because they have powers, but oh. they're also gifted because they're more tolerant, right, uh, right, more right. better nice educated, people. and more understanding as yeah. more human, as it were, than the humans themselves. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I think that's great. Deep. Fart. I think... Deep, deep. <laughs> he farted, and now I take him less seriously. The point that came before was beautiful until... I felt like um, it, all I was noticing at that moment was like the tension between like them not wanting people to find out about their powers. Yeah. yeah. Like, I could see that being just the focus point of that uh, storyline like mm-hmm. was just like like it was interesting and cool to me how how someone like uh, I don't know if it was how do you pronounce her name Rain? Rain? Uh, Rain. It's Rain. Rain. Yeah. Uh, like someone or no no I'm mixing them up but someone like said something to one of them and they got really Amara. mad. I think it was Amara. When they yeah, were trying to explain to Amara who Michael Jackson yeah, is. Yeah and yes. her power and started to come fit, out. And she freaked yeah. out and had an earthquake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how I get whenever I feel like somebody's asking me something I don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. I have an earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, going back to the, the, the hospital we were at um they're waiting, the doctors are trying, or not really trying that hard to save Danny because they already have written her off. Mm-hmm. And the New Mutants like piece together that it's probably the demon bear that did this mm-hmm. and is coming back, so the New Mutants suit up in the hospital. The creepiest part of the hospital scene, by the way, to me, is when they tear Danny's coat off of her and throw it behind, the doctor yeah, throws it yeah. behind him, yeah. and it just makes this red 
splotch on the wall. I didn't know what that was. I couldn't tell what that was. I was like, what did you just throw? Yeah, yeah. They they had torn their her coat off of her and just threw it against the wall. Oh yeah, yeah, so gross. Yeah, Yeah. Um, it was very the whole this whole storyline was very gross. I thought like it wasn't like gory really, but what was discussed was gross. Like when one of them is saying. uh, they took more out of her. They cut. They cut so much out of her. There's nothing left. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I literally yes. cringed. Like, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Also, because like these are like they're all about fourteen. I think Danny and Cannonball are both eighteen. I think, but like yeah. Sunspot's fourteen. Like they're right. so young. Yeah, uh, and going through all of this is awful. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> I guess there was also part of that was just like. Well, she just has, like, general bear injuries. What are they doing in the operating room? (laughs) I guess just, like, sewing stuff up. Because what else do you do? It's basically just, like... Well, the first thing they said was get, like, six units of blood, right? That was, like... Well, it was also, like, like, find out what her blood type is and get six units of blood, which I thought was great, because it was just, like, compared to other things that he kind of cuts corners on, he was very thorough <laughs> yeah, in yeah. his doctor process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you yeah. find out what type it is before right. you yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Party exactly. planning, who knows? Right. Find, out what right. find out what type of blood that she has and then let her die. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> the other, like, this, this is kind of a running thing, similar to the weird and inexplicable cameo by Rachel Summers in the first issue. In issue 19, we have a weird Star Jammers cameo, and in issue, I think, 20 or 21, Magneto shows up out yes. of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and, it's, and, and those are all tracking the Warlock subplot as yes. he yes. Like, travels to Earth. Because uh, he like passes the Star Jammers. Mm-hmm. Yes. No explanation who those are. She's like, here's nope. a whole bunch of random aliens. By the way, it. was so happy to see Chode. Yeah. Which is What's my that? favorite. Why is yeah. that a thing? There was a part, yeah, there was a part that was like, oh, I can't wait to talk about how that's a word that we use. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a character. He's a big uh, like lizard a, alien. He's yeah. one of the Star Jammers, and his name's Chode. In my it? head, when I was a kid, I used to pronounce it. Chod yeah, is it or Chod? <laughs> no, it's Chode. It, was it like on the animated series? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah he's been called spelled? out several times. C H apostrophe O D. Yeah, Chode. <laughs> that's that's intentional. Yeah, I love it. Also, uh, that is uh, binary is yeah. on the Star Jammers at the time. Who is Ms. Marvel? And is, uh, um, just as a non like comics person, just the word Star Jammer is like hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And also, oh yeah. Showed like I I actually only recently found out what that means like yeah. like a month ago yeah. yeah like I thought it was I thought it was a similar similar thing but I was slightly wrong and, like, is okay because I've heard it's either a oh a no penis. I don't know that we need to really this is like a standard rule I think yeah. like, I think we'll that's like off camera off off mic we'll talk um, about it later yeah, I was also good. confused because Corsair is one of the guys and then Corsi is the name of the officer yeah. Tom- I was, like, I was like, is that like a? Is, are they like related? I thought that too. Yeah. I remember thinking that was yeah. too similar. You yeah. want to know? You want to know who Corsair is related to? Ah. Uh, he is the father of Cyclops and Havoc, yeah. both of the Summers brothers. Yeah. Interesting. And he lives in space with Chode. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 Chode and Reorient. And Corsair's chosen consort is a humanoid skunk woman named Hepzibah. Hepzibah. You can't help who you love. Yeah, yeah. it's true. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, uh, Chode's full name is Chode the Wet Sprocket. Yeah. Thank you, I'll be here all week. But one of the things that I wanted to bring up about Tom Corsi, since we got to him kind of naturally, is the weird... It's over. It's earlier. The one-page 
Chris Claremont loves doing this. He loves introducing human characters and giving them, like, devoting a page to them where he really, like, tries to flesh out their character, which is the kind of weird, inexplicable flirting between Tom Corsi and Sharon Friedlander, the nurse. Yeah. That comes, like, kind of out of nowhere. They're two characters that are not new mutants, not main really characters, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're hitting on each other. Okay, Nicole's making a face. I did not care for how that plot line ended. Yeah. Which was like, yep, they're Red Indians. <laughs> it's terrible. It's maybe like literally what they say. Yeah. No, maybe I know. I know kids. It's not fair. But sometimes there are victims and maybe we'll be able to do something about it. And I'm just like, no! It's not okay. It's not okay. Uh, in the course There's of the story, this is okay. when the demon bear comes back to the hospital and then Eliana puts a spell around the operating room so the doctors can keep operating unfettered? Undeterred? Uh-huh. Yeah. Undeterred. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and... They, the demon bear takes all the new mutants to the Badlands, uh, his own home dimension, and kidnaps Tom Corsi and Sharon Friedlander and turns them into Native American spirit monsters to attack the new mutants. Which I think, you know, that's fine. Like, that's fine. Uh, except that when he lets them, releases them from his grip, they are yeah. still Native Americans. Which yep. is fine! There's nothing wrong okay. with that! No, okay, but okay. I, would you... I feel like... Okay. Yes, I understand. Ugh, if, fine, do your thing, Brett. No, even if you... Wait, what, what minute are we at? <laughs> How long did it take me? 31.58. That's great. Um, I, 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 I feel like if I was assaulted by someone and just my physical appearance was changed, not even to another race, just like, oh shit, like now I have like black hair or now I am a foot taller. Like that's a huge... like. Unasked for physical change. Sure, it's Brett. It's not cool. But, sure, Brett. But if I but, was like, well, Brett, <laughs> like 20 minutes ago, you were like a, a demon without your soul who had no control over what he was doing, you'd be like, oh, you know what? I am glad to be a foot taller. Okay. It'll be <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, sure. You're right. It's like, it's you're also, so- and I. I Yes, like if you were it's to like burn arrive from a to yeah. Okay, but being a red Indian is not, yeah. not the same as being a burn victim. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going, yeah, to like persist, I'm going to persist in using the phrase red Indian right. because I can't believe it took us until the late 90s to realize, bad idea, let's start saying Native American. <laughs> yeah. Like that was Wait, the thing really? I was thinking. Even just I mean, red Indian. Like, yeah. like, like I heard, like we said Indian when I was growing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's oh, yeah. like, well, now you think about it and you're like, oh, how? How did we, how did no, how is nobody like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, do you remember, that's like from like 200, 300, 400 years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super racist and lacked any perspective whatsoever. Yeah. Like, really? That's how long it took. Yeah. They do adjust. Do they adjust? Oh, yeah, because they they become supporting characters in X Men. They go to Muir Island and live there and join the Muir Island X Men. And, uh, oh my god, that's right. No, uh, they, they just, like, Tom Corsi is a police officer. Uh, and Sheriff Friedlander just goes there to work, and they both adjust. Like, they don't, yeah. it doesn't really become an issue, and they don't really. Uh, and then later on, in Uncanny number 298, she is working as a school nurse at a school, and he is a bus driver. Yeah. And they're just, like, living their life. I, 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 I do think it's, well, funny in the dark way that I think yes. dumb things are funny. <laughs> yes, that, uh, that the most insurmountable odd yeah. that they could possibly overcome in this scenario is that they're now red Indians. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's the worst thing that yeah. could have happened yeah. to them. Yeah. Look, no, you got your soul back. You got your soul back. That's that's great. I feel great. No, 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 no. Listen, 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 You're man. Still... Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're a Native American, man. <laughs> that's fine. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, never, I, 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 I do think I do yeah. think there is like yes, if Chris Claremont wanted to like unpack like changing racial identity and how traumatizing that could be, I would understand. But there, there's none of that. It's yeah. just like one panel of them lying on the floor and everyone standing around them being like, "How are they going to cope?" 
Yeah. yeah. yeah but is... of course his hair is so long now. <laughs> yeah. but something interesting though is that um that that was my favorite uh Part like the yeah. the whole Badlands uh, part was That's a really awesome. crazy part. Like the art was incredible. Like the the way their oh, faces yeah. looked when mm-hmm. they were the yeah. demons. Like yes. yeah, uh, they they looked very like punk rock in a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was like, this is so cool. And also like when when people would get, like, stabbed and stuff, like, I didn't know going in. Yeah. Like, they don't tell mm-hmm. you. that. See, that's so cool. Like, yeah. that looks amazing. And I was like, oh, they're dead. They just killed yeah. them. Yeah. But then they explain, like, oh, yeah. those are, they're just turning them into, like, right. uh, yeah. the demons or Perverting their souls. Right. Yeah, but there are a couple times when people get, like, <laughs> speared by his claws and it's explained that they're not dead. They're just, like, their, so- their souls are being harmed. And I was like... Yeah. Uh, it takes you a minute to realize that because yeah. it just looks like a brutal impaling. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, I just thought all the art was amazing and I thought the desert... There was that one funny part, though, where the doctors looked up and they were in the yeah. desert and they were like, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the demon hilarious. bear swats at... Like, magic is distracted and he swats at the thing and it rips open right. a hole in the operating room. This one dude sees and is like, what? Okay, uh, no, it's fine. Yeah. What I What I loved about the art in this, too, is that as... Uh, as the the scenario shifts, so does the art. Like mm-hmm. when when we're just looking at uh, at at the OR, or yeah, when we're yeah. dealing with the New Mutants in plain clothes, everything that happens there is very straightforward. A lot of clean lines, yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of like uh, uh, stark lighting and everything like that. And then as things slowly turn, like when the bear shows up, it's like he almost screws up Sinkevich's hand trying yeah, to draw the book. Yeah. And and as the stranger <laughs> elements come in, it gets more abstract. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it, it, oh man. The, the, oh, oh, and then we come upon what we can all agree, I think, is the best caption in the entire story. Yeah. Uh, it's in issue night, issue 20, as they've just defeated the demon bear. Uh, Ilyana has used her soul sword to cleave it in two, which revealing her parents. And there is a caption that I will let Matt read, because we are 12-year-old boys and we think this is hilarious. <laughs> The bear's taint is summarily vanished. Yeah, I have the yeah. <laughs> I, have the same, I have the same response. It's like the bear's taint. What? Yeah. Well, especially because the the picture is a bear being split in right. half, right? Yeah. And the crotch region has exploded. Yeah. yeah. It is literally exploding yeah. here into balls and just yeah. streamers. Yep. And uh, uh, circular balls, not taint. Balls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I chuckled at the They're, taint. Yeah. And I think you're They're reaching with the crotch balls. being exposed. Oh, sorry. Well, no, that's why. <laughs> well, I mean, that's where my head went. Just especially because yeah. the the picture doesn't lend itself to the uh, the, the alternate explanation. Yeah, yeah I assumed yeah. Uh, when it started saying the bear's taint, I assumed it was just like explaining how thorough the slice. Yeah, the yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Like from top from, to from taint. tip to taint. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, right, 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 taint. Yeah. Yeah. Magic bread explained everything from. Tip to taint. Right. Yeah. <laughs> next, uh, was, the issue twenty is all action, like eighteen and nineteen yeah. in the lead yeah. up, and they're like it's a good ebb and flow of like drama and like some spurts of action. But twenty is just full on like Amara causing earthquakes, yep. disregard for who gets hurt. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bobby being his you know super strong, headstrong self, and right. Cannonball being nigh invulnerable whilst blasting. Yes, uh, is he? I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> you would, they don't do a good job um, of explaining it. Yeah, uh, well, that's one thing I wanted to talk about. Is like twenty is all action, but do we feel that the characterization suffers at all, no. or does Chris Claremont? I feel 
manages, like what we were saying with um, the Kitty Pride, Ilyana, like the thoughts, like the characters' thoughts and like the things that they say and do while fighting are still so indicative of their personality, which is kind right. of interesting. Yeah, he keeps, he, he continues, he does a good job of, uh, of injecting the stakes yeah. into the story and really through the sure character's points of view. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought that said Cluedo, by the way. I didn't know why. <laughs> it's a I, I was confused because people kept breaking in and talking about how Ileana was evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just not having a lot of knowledge. Oh, I was sure. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, she, everyone would be like... Uh, like she would do something and people would be like oh look at what Ileana did but she is so evil like yeah, yeah. we just keep coming up <laughs> yeah. people right. keep talking yeah. about Let's, it we should try to unpack Ileana and Rain because I feel like they are two sides of a coin maybe yes uh, no I, I think of, that like, that's fair because like, Ileana is uh, magic Ileana is a character who is Colossus' little sister uh, at the age of like six she was kidnapped into Limbo which is like a hell dimension mm-hmm. uh, where she was raised by demons to become the leader of a hell dimension and was immediately like a second later spat back out as like a 16 year old so she spent a decade in this dimension has anybody who's ever been sucked into a hell dimension as a child and then come back out as a teenager been well adjusted Ever in the history of speculative fiction? No, I, I don't, I don't think so. Has I don't think anybody it's ever come out of a hell dimension? We're, we're, like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we're all thinking of Angel Connor. right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm wow, Connor someday, and someday yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a story about somebody coming of age in a hell dimension and then, like, you know what? Just making it through. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back up yeah. Like, every page of that Every page of that screenplay. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, because... Being their Full House was a hell dimension for Andrea Barber. Right. Yeah. <laughs> every one of these, every one of these characters is the gibbler of, yeah. the, uh, yeah. of the hell dimension. Uh, but like, um, conversely, like uh, Rain Sinclair was raised in her own hell dimension, being raised by a like an like a Scottish minister, like a reverend. Yeah, yeah, like an and, abusive Scottish yeah, minister. Yeah, who? Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that Wolfsbane is a rape baby. I'm pretty sure that the what? like Reverend really? Reverend Craig, I think, raped her mother. Um, and Rain this didn't happen until I think Warren Ellis's run on Excalibur. Well, that so explains that, that. And so that is why when Reverend Craig was raising Wolfsman and she became a wolf mutant, he was like, "You're a hell child. You are awful. I hate you." And he was still like her father figure. Uh, and Professor X and Moira McTaggart are the ones that got her away from that situation. That's when she joined the New Mutants, which is why she is the way she is. Nicole has had a gasp on her face. Since yeah. I said rape baby, that's you, a, oh yeah, that's so a loaded upset. Term. Well, whole it's like, episode. Well, I mean, I just I feel like the phrase rape. Baby. Well, she yeah, was a, she was she was like an orphan. Okay, she was orphan. She was an orphan. Uh, per Wikipedia, Rain was raised as an orphan by an abusive pastor named Reverend Craig, who beat religion into her from an early age. Yeah. When she was revealed as a mutant, Reverend Craig led an angry mob, intending to burn her at the stake. Rain was rescued and later adopted by Moira McTaggart. Later, when she confronted Reverend Craig as an adult, she learned that Reverend Craig was actually her biological father and that her mother had been a prostitute. Okay. Well, oh, there you go. Prostitutes okay. is different than okay. I, yeah. it was. I was misremembering the story. Yeah. But I feel like she, because she is primarily the one that looks at Ileana like, you're evil, you are yeah. evil, because she's playing with hell magic. Well, in, so. com- in, in comparison to Rain is very reserved and timid, where Ileana is very outgoing yeah. and, and open yeah. in, how she, uh, in, in how she interacts with other people. Yeah, she, she got all gussied up and then 
cannonball was like, hey, didn't recognize her, so she punched him in the crap. Which, yeah. like, yeah. it's not his fault, because she looked 35. Yeah. That's in issue 21, she when Rain... She did look like yeah. Annie Lennox. She yeah. was like, not so much werewolf as, like, cougar. Yeah. You know? Hey! Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah, when Rain gets animated the main you. Right over. Yep, doing this. Uh, so, yeah, the slumber party issue, how big of a tonal shift... Was that the biggest? Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah. No. Three issues of them fighting a crazy demon bear in a of another dimension, and then how do we palate cleanse? Well, they even build the tension on the first page of the issue, where yeah. you still think oh, yeah. it's like yep. you know you see you see all of the kids in darkness, which you don't realize are kids yet, mm-hmm. uh, approaching the mansion, whispering about it, and then the door opens, and it's like. Sup y'all, psych. Yeah, slumber party. But I thought that was cool because, like, it—they are teenagers. That was neat to me because it was like you totally forget that they're. I mean, again, as someone who isn't that familiar with New Mutants, like reading those first three uh, books, I was like. I forgot they were teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's nothing really to remember. Because also, like, they seem to have their shit together. Like, if you put 14-year-old me in a battle with a demon bear, I would never have figured out how to stop that thing. I, I, the only way I would have assumed how to stop it is shitting myself, because that's the only thing I'd be doing. (laughs) All of us as 14 to 16-year-olds fighting a demon bear. Well, Kathy and I are girls, so, like, we we would be able to handle it. Yeah, it's true. Well, you mature into your powers faster than we do. But also, like, Ilyana, what's crazy to me that I noticed in issue 20 when they're fighting the demon bear is the leaders of the team are supposed to be Danny Moonstar and Cannonball oh, as co-leaders, and Danny is out of commission. Right. And yeah. Cannonball kind of just like doesn't know what to do, and it's Ilyana who figures right. everything out, and she's yep. not supposed to be the leader. Yep. I thought oh, that was interesting when I went back and read it. I also like. I just. I also love on the make on the makeover page when they like Ram. We're gonna make you over. Sinkevich draws Ilyana holding the lipstick as if. She's still fighting the demon bear. Like it's, she looks as like she's about to like. You it's know. like underlit, like a, yeah. like she's telling a horror story. Yeah, she Which, does yeah. look menacing. Yeah, and, and chinless. Yeah, and chinless. Yeah. But I think it's just a really cool. Sinkevich is just great because it's like to rain. This is as horrific right. as fighting right. the demon bears, right. getting made over by all these towny girls. Right. Oh yeah, put a little circle around her lips. Like that's where that's going. Yep. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's what so I'm weird. <laughs> I loved. I loved too that. Um, and and I don't know all of the other cameos, but I am like ninety nine percent certain that Louise Simonson, who was the editor of the book, yeah. is the girl and slumber party in the double page spread that says, "Hey, I'm Wheezy. Welcome to the party." Yeah. Oh, okay. She. Uh, uh, she was the editor on Duck Phoenix Saga. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, the the big character that finally gets introduced in 21 is an alien who ends up going by the name of Warlock. Who looks a lot like the the demons, by the way. Yes. Like yeah. the robot yeah. version of the demons. Yep. Yeah, that, that, that's all like, it's kind of, a, you kind of see, like, Sienkiewicz shows his hand of like, here is how I like to design things. Right. right. I have shown yeah. you the demon bear, I have shown you the Native mm-hmm. American monster warriors, and now here's Warlock. Mm-hmm. I like things with giant crazy eyes and big straight angular hair yeah yeah yeah. um what do we think of warlock the alien and his brawl in the slumber party (laughs) i thought that whole that whole part was kind of weird yeah it was so different than the slumber party before it like i don't know it was just a it was a weird clash to me yeah of things happening yeah i um i was uh i was interested with uh the way that he's introduced um, I thought the Magus showed up a lot sooner, like immediately after 
yeah. he did. But I, apparently I'm misremembering no, it. Magus shows up like 10, 15 issues later. I think okay. some characters already go. Uh, his father. Oh. Yeah. The father figure that he is right. like has to fight. Oh, oh, that book. That book was another one that used to give me nightmares. The yeah. one where the Magus is like 60,000 feet tall on the cover. And yeah. The ta- yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I... I uh, I always thought that he was yellow, and I never realized that as he was depowered, he turned blue. Yeah, this like dead-looking. Yeah, I, you know what? You know what? To me, actually, and this might be a sign of the times. I think this is sort of an ET story. Yeah, and this story <laughs> came out in '84, which yeah. in early '84, which means they were writing it in '83, which means that it would have only been what, like a year removed from ET coming out yes. in theaters. Right. Uh, this is also Chris Claremont who. About, about two years after Alien came out, there's an issue where Kitty Pride solo fights an alien in the mansion, and she kills it by getting it caught in the exhaust, the flame blast. What is that? The the oh, exhaust, the, the exhaust, the exhaust blast, blast from the Blackbird. The Blackbird, which is exactly how Sigourney Weaver defeats the alien in Alien, right? Yeah. Like she gets the it first on. One. Yeah. So it's like Chris Claremont is not opposed to just taking. Did people, like, draw that comparison? Or? Probably. I feel like they do now. Uh, also, the Brood, uh, which is an alien, which is another race of aliens, they reproduce by impregnating you, and then it takes over your body. Wait, the Brood, the, um, is it Cronenberg? Yeah, it's a Cronenberg Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's, but it's, like, a, it's, a, it's aliens. So it's, yeah. like, he, mm-hmm. he just took, yeah, so Chris Claremont is not a fan, is not afraid to take movie plots and just, yeah, I'll stick them in here. Yeah, this yeah. This is probably E.T. This is probably E.T. Yeah. Um, I, I do like, too, speaking of a different era, one that uh, Sam and Berto are coming back from a baseball game, and uh, Sam is sad about the fact that he's still a Yankees fan. Yeah. And Roberto's like, well, you should be a Mets fan, because they're awesome. And yeah. I was like, oh, no, no. No, that is so different now. Yeah. <laughs> it is so, so well, different now. Also, I don't know, I see, I don't know anything about baseball. Yeah. Uh, Sam is from Kentucky. Should he like the Yankees? You figure he'd be like a Cardinals fan or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He said weird. he inherited it. Yeah, he did. Oh, from his dad. But it's like then his grandpa. Uh, oh, you're right. It was like no, grand- it's yeah, both, both. It's grandpa, both. father. But like as a at baseball, do like was it more okay for Southerners to like the Yankees? A long time ago, because I feel like well, the Yankees. We don't like the Yankees. Yeah, the the Yankees are sort of like the the team. If you're going to talk about baseball, that like that sort of, for lack of a better term, the bandwagon team. That's only because they're the like most uh, winningest like franchise in baseball history. They have more titles than anyone else, and uh, and that's very much of that generation. It makes sense to me that like. His grandfather, wherever the Guthrie's came from initially, if they were always in Kentucky or not, like his grandfather was a Yankees fan, passed that down to his dad, and then passed that down to Sam. Oh man, baseball, jeez. Yeah. Uh, And that brings us to the end of 21, basically. Uh, Warlock ends up joining the New Mutants. Rain was willing to sacrifice herself to give her life energy to Warlock. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. Oh, by the way, uh, Sam spends almost the entire... So let's talk about the time frame of this issue, because uh, I'm pretty certain that that this took place over a few hours, right? This took place over several hours. And in that several hours, Sam did not 
change out of a towel. Yeah. I can, we can all agree that like he just hanging out in his room in a towel. He was masturbating. Yeah. He was masturbating when this all happened. He was swimming. Yeah, he was swimming, and then an hour later, he's still hanging out in his towel, naked under the towel, in his... In his room. I oh. thought it was a little strange. I kept expecting that the towel would fall or like yeah. that like someone would be someone when someone's hanging out in a towel, I'm trained by movies and TV that like a woman will come in and be like, Oh and yeah. be like, Oh but yeah. not, that, that never happened. That never happened. Yeah, but doesn't he fly by? He and does the girls fly are by. like, Oh, it's a cute naked flyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does and yeah. he does yell my towel at one point. They yeah, hit they did, hit yeah. all the towels. He did say my oh my towel. <laughs> but, Wait, but he, when does he go back to his room? But no, he comes out of his room. So uh Wait, whenever the So they drop off Warlock, right? They drop him off downstairs and they go upstairs to their rooms. And there is a passage of time because we cut back to the uh, to the slumber party. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then we cut like, back to them. During all this oh. time, he should have put on pants. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, look, oh, look. I, I was a teen. I'm only yeah. I'm only going for oh, yeah, my see, own. Because he he there's there's skinny dipping, and he puts on a towel there. They go up, drop Warlock off, and then time passes, and then this panel. They hear stuff, and both he comes oh. out still in a towel, has not put on pants yeah, or anything. In yeah, interim time. I, I think, yeah, uh, he's, he's a teenage boy, yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm pretty sure that's what was happening. Yeah. I wish we could somehow make sure that the guy who wrote, what's the name of the guy who wrote this? Chris Claremont. That he could hear this discussion, like yeah. a ten-minute discussion yeah. of, like, <laughs> he should have put on pants. Yeah. Like, he had Come on, time. Chris. Like, you're going Tell through me. panels, looking at panels to yeah. see when he could have put on panels. We're yeah, doing yeah. the job of the editor right now. Yeah. Uh, Wheezy was too busy at the slumber party right. yeah. to make sure that... Yeah. She was cutting loose. Yeah. So I feel like we... Uh, so coming away, uh, are there any characters that we liked more than others? Do we feel like anyone got the short, like, short-changed... Throughout the desert, where you want to know more about? I think Officer Corsi got shortchanged when he became a redhead. <laughs> I just wanted to end with on a note that really was like stuck in your craw. Yep, it really yeah. did. It really did. But in that way, I don't even know. I'm so, I'm the worst. I'm actually the worst. I know I'm the worst. No, I know that is shocking to modern viewers for sure. And yeah, yeah. Like, but also could... everything we've read, I've found some way to make it problematic. Yeah. That's, that's great, my though. thing. That's why that's, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. why that's we bring why you I'm in. Yeah. Right. I really, I saved last week's discussion on race. I'll just say it. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. really Lord. saved it. You're <laughs> a uh, I mean, what, are, what are your big takeaways from reading this? I appreciated um, il- magic more. Because um, I have been reading Uncanny X-Men. I don't know if I'm going to keep reading it. Oh. Um, and her dark past is kind of hinted at there, but she's sort of incidental just because there are so many characters yeah. a part of that team right now. So it was nice to spend more time with her and appreciate her more. Yeah. Um, I like her a lot. I I appreciate Rain. I don't love her. Yeah. Um, she's a hard, okay, at, a, especially at this point, she's a hard character to really she, get behind. I, right. see, I, I love Rain. I feel like I reread these issues um, like a couple years ago at the same time that I just moved to New York and was right. like, coming out more, like, uh, realizing more about, like, oh, I'm gay, I was really raised religious, and reading all of Rain's, like, struggle of, like, I'm a mutant, but I was told that was, like, evil, like, mm-hmm. I, I, and also, I just love her from Peter David's run in X Factor, like, she just has a really, like, special place in my heart, as does Cannonball, I love Cannonball, uh, not so much, and I also love Danny Moonstar, and I'm actually kind of bummed that the storyline I picked, even though I thought it was, 
I remember this being like all Danny Moonstar kicking right. ass, but she's in for one issue and then gone for like two yeah. And a half. Of any character wow. getting a short strip shrift in this story, I think it's definitely her. Surprisingly yeah. enough, considering that the three of the four issues revolve around her. Right. Yeah. Right. She's almost completely out of commission the entire right. time. We, yeah, we never get to see her be super happy about her parents not being dead. Yeah. yeah. Like a mini reunion at the end, yeah. but she's still pretty much out of commission. Also, she doesn't really spend any time with her parents now that they're alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, you guys are alive? Cool, I'm going to go to a slumber yeah. party. Yeah. She, they... I am shocked they did that because Chris Claremont, I don't believe, ever does anything with her parents not being dead. Really? They never, like, she stays at the school. She never mm. talks to them. I think yeah. she might go visit them once, but, like... Right, at their ranch with cowboys. And I... This is the only storyline I ever remember them being in, which seems like if Batman's parents came back from the dead, you feel like he would be like, okay, well... well and that, that, that... Yeah, that was interesting time. to me. There's also a part of me that felt like they didn't need to come back, because yeah. I kind of like when characters have baggage like that. Yeah. Like, if she managed to defeat the demon bear, but... Her pa- well, but her parents were the demon bears. So. Yeah, and then that the was demon a little bear, confusing. Then... Yeah. So I could I could have done without that. Yeah, that's fair. So how did this? Uh, what are your opinions? Or like, what? How did this change or confirm your pre existing opinions of comic books? Um. Well, I I definitely like I said was like uh, very shocked and impressed by the art. So I thought yeah. that was really cool. Um, and I I liked that it was like I don't know. I just thought it was a very cool like story. Um, overall, like, I don't know, like, and it was good that they weren't characters I was familiar with. Like, yeah. if it had been, like, I don't know, the dude who's... Cyclops. Uh, yeah, or, like, Gray, Jane Gray. Jean, Jean Gray. Gray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, I'm the worst. Jan Gray. Jan Gray. <clears throat> but, um, uh, like, I, I would have been, like, could, like, yeah. struggling to make sense of what I knew about them. Yeah. And, Shockingly, though, we did see their daughter, Rachel Summers, for uh, briefly in issue 18. Because mm-hmm. that's yeah. their, her daughter... It's a super confusing storyline that I'm glad was only in it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Inexplicably. So, so in terms of the sort of, uh, uh, the sort of media that you enjoy, you'd said you're a big fan of horror mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, you know, sort of, uh, period dramas and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, how does this, uh, how does this story kind of compare up against <laughs> the storytelling in those types yeah. of like serialized Is this an fictions? 80s period drama? <laughs> it's, well, well, we did see a lot of Michael Jackson, Tom Selleck, which we never yeah. really touched on. Because they love Magnum PI. Magnum PI is a running thing in New Mutants where they yeah. always watch Magnum PI. Yes, yeah. that pretty is crazy. so weird. Well, that's very like I feel like that <laughs> puts it squarely in the period. Yes, yeah. I. What's interesting is that I like I don't know like I like I said I don't like love action comics but like I recently was like asking someone if I could borrow the Watchmen because I'd never read the Watchmen Um, so I am like exploring more media that's like outside my comfort zone you're creating new arenas yeah Yeah. yeah. (laughs) just forging already existing arenas that I just blaze a path through Mm. Love um, it. I love it. But yeah, no, I thought I I definitely thought it was cool because it was eighties. Yeah. Like I think the reasons I liked it were not so much comic related as like just cool things about it. Yeah. Um yeah. like I, I you know, I don't I certainly feel like I'm not because I'm not a comics expert, like I can't place it in as liking it within like my own knowledge of Oh comics. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was neat, like I thought it was a cool experience to to read their stories, even though I like I sort of felt like I was coming in, in the middle. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, no, I thought it was really interesting 
Awesome. Nice. Great. Well, thanks for reading it, guys. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, do you have anything that you would like to plug, Kathy? Oh, God. Where can people check you out? Um, yeah. Uh, I have a Tumblr. No. <laughs> well, I do have a Tumblr. Um, but I, I, I'm on Twitter. I love to plug my Twitter because I love Twitter. Because oh, it's yeah. hilarious. Oh, Your thanks. Twitter feed is <laughs> so funny. Thank you. Um, Yours is really... Everyone here has a good Twitter. Yeah. This is where all good <laughs> tweeters. Um, so my Twitter is kpartyawesome. Uh, just K and then party and awesome. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I, if there were no one following, I would still just like tweet. I feel like I tweet in my mind. Yeah. Uh, all day. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's me. Thank you guys for having me on here. It was really yeah. fun. Uh, and your monthly, your uh, family does a monthly uh, sketch show at UCB. Yeah. That is the last. No, Monday? it's the second Monday of every week. So it's okay. usually like anywhere from like the tenth to the. 15th yeah, yeah. range. Okay, and that's uh, Monday night. nights at 9.30. Mm-hmm. Yep. At, at the UCB, UCB Theater. UCB Chelsea. Yeah. Not UCB East, which is never the there. And do we do we have new episodes of Watching Downton coming down the pike? I don't know about that. But it's possible. It's possible that we will. Okay. Um, we're, we're like, they're shooting the third season now, Oh, yeah, yeah. So... Um, and it seems like, I think they'll do a rush job though, where, cause it used to be, they shot it, they showed it in Britain and then it was like, we waited four months yeah, to yeah. get it. But now they know America loves it. So they're gonna <laughs> yeah. get, get that right out, I'm sure. Nicole, but where yeah. can people see you? Anywhere. 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 Around town. <laughs> we always have to plug Nicole for her. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you yep. can catch Nicole on Tuesday nights at the UCB Theater at Herald Night. On the team Bucky. Team Bucky. Uh, also, Teenage Cop performs at, under St. Mark's Theater, as well as The Creek and the Cave in Astoria. Yep. Usually, Friday and Saturday, back-to-back. Or not not back-to-back anymore. Did you guys fix uh, that? No, we're at the third Friday of the month at The Creek. Okay. Sorry. We need a new tech guy. <laughs> <laughs> and the first Saturday at Under St. Mark's. Good. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Brett White. Um, I'm on the sketch team Everything Rabbits at the UCB Theater. Uh, that's me. Keep it short. CBR. <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, I have a CBR article column that probably has already started by the time this is going to go up. Nice. Possibly. Trying, we'll to, cool. trying to think about release dates in the future and yeah. what is, yeah. Um, thankfully I'm not involved in much, so I don't have to worry about plugging future <laughs> shows. Uh, I'm at, uh, twitter.com slash thematlittle, facebook slash thematlittle, uh, lefthandedradio.com. It's my monthly audio sketch podcast and love, uh love left oh thanks it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun um and uh and yeah yeah uh, and i perform improv around new york city with uh my friends and thank you robot and a couple of other teams uh awesome so, great yeah. also uh mattbrettlovecomics.com go there you can like us on facebook through that page you can also leave comments please tell your friends write us itunes reviews uh, get that word out. Also, if you do any type of interaction with us, we are going to start saying your name on our mini-sodes. So if you want to hear your name said by one of our voices, that's, yeah. that's the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, and if you have an opinion or a question, too, that's even that's probably going to get us to say your name way faster because yeah. we want to we wanna talk. I want to hear if you think I'm an idiot. That's what I want. I, you I don't. don't. Why, why would you want to hear I that story? I don't have I'm, Kathy's therapist. I'm literally <laughs> sitting here and I want to be like, but don't talk about Nicole. She knows what she is. Oh. She's totally, she gets it. Yeah. Um, if you have, I said something. I'll, I'll repeat the story. You're a treasure, please. Yeah. You're a treasure. Right. 
And as always, special thanks to Ben Regeeb for doing everything we don't know how to do. You're the best around. Nothing's ever gonna keep you down. And also, that's thanks for listening to the whole episode, Ben. Because he, he cut things out. He don't, I, no, oh. he doesn't have that much power. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. um, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you. Well, we always say we'll see you, and then we always go into this thing about how explaining how but we're, we're not going to see But we're all blind, them. and that's the worst. Yeah, we're yeah. all blind. We don't have. That's offensive. We were cursed without sight. It's the worst <laughs> thing in the world. It's worse than being a red. <laughs> I make a commitment to have a new sign off by the next show. Oh, oh. tweet oh. us. Tweet us what our sign off should be. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Uh, thanks everybody! Yeah. Hey! We'll see you next time on Matt and Brett Love Comics! Yay!